You're going to ask me about my week? Yes. Are you going to ask me about, uh, uh, let's give me a second to find what I'm looking for. Um, Weedabix? No. Okay. I, I will say, though, uh, I do know a character from other podcasts that I listen to. His name is Bix. Yes. His name is David Bixen Span. Yes, I know that guy. You know Bix. Yes, because he he often likes any time I compare you to words. Or may I say that you're words. Like, I will always get a Bix-like when I do a a clever Joe is words joke. Do you know what I mean? Not just, oh, Joe is words. But if I'm like, if I put down like, oh, like the one joke. You two could, you know, if you do a podcast, you you and words could share a mic. I'll get a like from Bix every time. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I like Vix a lot. He's a very polarizing character. Right. I know uh, we joke sometimes here on the show. This is episode two hundred thirty nine of uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark. Uh, but Bix does a lot of stuff in the uh, journalism side of wrestling, mm-hmm. and sometimes he'll take a very hard stance against something right. that doesn't really need a hard stance, Ooh, and then okay. something that might need a hard stance. He kind of might let it slide if oh, he's friends with the people. The old soft shoe, huh? Well, again, I don't want to really rag on Bix too much because it's not like he's going to hear this. He don't listen to comic book podcast or comic book adjacent podcasts. And uh, I, I, I kid Bix enough. He's a good guy, but uh, yes, you're weed a Bix though. Mm-hmm. That you tweeted out. I have no idea what that is, and I saw Al uh, from House to Astonish did attempt to clear some of that up for you yes and so did the the british girl who occasionally frequents the comic shop mm. basically over the weekend becky was yard sailing she goes yard sailing with a friend and she came across a, somebody who was who, at the yard sale had a ton of doctor who books and one of them was a, just like a hard cover and it just said the 70s and it covered the third and fourth doctor which are two of my favorite doctors she knows Scarfy is my favorite, and I and just by happenstance I like the third Doctor. And there was another book that was just like about the production thing. So she grabbed the two of them, and as I was looking through the big hardcover, which was really cool, it had like, oh, who is John Pertwee? Who is the third Doctor? Who is Tom Baker? Described like their their version of the Doctor. Talked about episodes, all the companions and or villains that were in the episodes, and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. All stuff I kind of know, but then I got to the back, and it was all um like uh behind the scenes stuff, more behind the scenes stuff of like. And then we hit where it was all uh, merchandise in the 70s in England because it hadn't hit in America yet. And I'm like going through and I'm like, here's like, oh, here's a section of Doctor Who confectionery. There was Doctor Who taffy in the 70s. There was Doctor (laughs) Who chocolate bars. And there was this and that. And then there was like uh, sugar smacks over there. Didn't have Diggum on them at the time. They had the third Doctor on the box for a little while. And you got uh, pins, like they have assorted pins would come in the box. Um, and hopefully he didn't eat it like the, uh, the, the, the Razor O that was in the Krusty O's. But as it was going on, there was like all this stuff. And then there was like Doctor Who had like Weedabix. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck Weedabix is. And 
but as I was going, Becky was explaining. She was like, oh, this is a this, this is a that, this is a popsicle. That's the name for a popsicle over there. But Weedabix looks like it comes in a box and it looks like like McDonald's hash browns. But I'm told by uh, Al and Becky that they're like a wheat cereal. And she said you pour milk on them and they turn into a pour a porridge. I'm not sure. But I ended up looking up the commercial and I'm like, yes, these are... These are fucking, like, you know, hash browns from McDonald's. You pour milk on it. She was going crazy. They weren't. And everybody was getting in on it. Like, these things look disgusting. She's like, they're delightful. If I can find a box, I'm going to get some so so we could try them. She's like, oh, I don't know if they have them at Wegmans. And maybe, oh, you know what? She goes, they're on Amazon. I just looked on Amazon. I'm like, use the click-through. There you go. <laughs> right? So if we get Weedabix in next week's... <laughs> Amazon click-through. Uh, I guess we're going to have to do the Weedabix challenge on the show. But uh, it turned out that's what it was. And I'm like, I-, I don't know. But I was absolutely fascinated. And she's like, oh, that yard sale had all the eras of the classic doctors in hardcover like that. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. She's like, I should have got them for you. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Like, this was nice enough. She's like, oh, they were only a buck. I should have grabbed them all. But I knew he was your favorite. And I'm like, if you find them, next time you go out, you go back to that same place and they're there. Grab the set of hardcovers. I'm I'm completely interested in shitty Doctor Who merchandise from England at the time, but uh, it was a fascinating read and it was funny uh, finding out what Weedabix is. And then I looked up the commercial and it was like Weedabix. Their and their catchphrase was Weedabix. You can't. We're unbeatix or something like that. And I'm like, oh this, boy, this is terrible, but fantastic. I hope so, someone got fired for that. No, I think someone got a huge raise. Uh, yeah, we're uh, they're unbeatabix. That was the the, the slogan. Weedabix, they're unbeatabix. So yeah. I have questions about yes. this. Okay, so where is Becky yard sailing that she's finding people who have like seventies Doctor Who merchandise? The upper side of Scranton, I guess. Mm. The, 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 the swanky section of Scranton. I don't know where she goes. I know she, she actually goes all over. Right. So I, I don't know, but I, I'd have to ask her because I'll have to swing by on Saturday and see if they have another one. Right. So my other question is, you always see solicited in previews and whatnot. They'll be like, oh, here's this book of all these old collectibles, right? Mm-hmm. One would assume there should be enough to do a Doctor Who version of that. Like, here's all this wacky Doctor Who merchandise from the 60s and 70s and so forth. Right. There probably is. I've just never seen one. Gotcha. Or if I, if there has been one, I've passed it over oh. as, um, oh, maybe I know. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know there was, like, this kind of wacky stuff. And now I'm interested before it was like, oh, is this just going to be all the action figures that I know about and and various magazines that I know about? Like, I didn't know. And I should have how deep it got. You know what I mean? Like anything like, you you know, like the weird superhero stuff that we have over here or, or, you know, serial tie ins from the 70s on stuff we love. So, you know, it's, it's on my fault that I didn't look into it further. But, you know, now I'm genuinely curious if that makes any sense. Okay. So, no, I, I'm just curious as to, like, why this stuff exists at a yard sale in 2019 in the United States. 
I don't know. I guess you could probably could have bought the books here too. You know what I mean? Right. And that's what I'm wondering is like, is this import stuff? Is this like someone's estate sale where they're getting rid of all this Doctor Who stuff? I, I I don't think they had a ton of Doctor Who stuff. Like maybe they just had this set of books and a couple other things. She didn't make it sound like, cause if she, if she had told me like, Oh, there was like toys and TARDISes and this and that. Yes. But it made it sound like this was just like a, a, a little section in this, this yard sale that this person had, you know what I mean? Like, so a couple of random books, maybe a set. Gotcha. And then maybe I need to send, uh, Becky out looking for old loose or possibly on card, uh, Hasbro world wrestling entertainment figures. You know what? She's brought back, you know, unbloodstained chairs for the comic shop and stuff on along the way. So, you know, like, you never know what she can find. I would totally ask her. She sees a ton of stuff, and she's always, every once in a while, I'll get a text while she's out yard sailing and be like, I know, do you like, would you like this? And I'm like, no, nah, I have that, or no, I'm not interested. I mean, it's, it's like a quarter. <laughs> do you want it? Right. So, how was the rest of your week? Anything? Uh, anything you do? Anything these uh, over the weekend or so forth? Uh, not other than going out with dinner with a couple of people on Friday night. Other than that, I Saturday I sat home and wa- what did I watch? I watched something on Amazon and and that was about it. I had a a slow week. What did you do on on over the weekend? Anything? Well, I went out for my friend Todd's birthday. Oh, on Friday that night. Was a- that was a good time. To uh, Soda Pop Ronnie Zuko's down in Blakesley <laughs> or wherever it is. What's the name of it? The guy, uh, It's AJ's Club Soda. Oh, there you go. Good restaurant, though. Yes. It was, it was a good time. Uh, it was odd being out on a uh, weeknight into a weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't usually leave my house. Nope. And uh, I got the fish and chips while I was there, and I want to mention that. That is the test of a place. When you okay. go to, like, uh, any place that serves food and has fish and chips on the menu, mm-hmm. if it's bad, then it's a bad restaurant because you can't screw up fish and chips. You can't? You can't. If you do, then you're a bad restaurant or okay. dining establishment or what have you. Right. And was it good? It was good. Okay. That being said, that uh, River Grill place that myself, uh, DJ, and Brett went to a couple weeks ago, for the World Wrestling Entertainment trivia that we lost. Right. I'd got the fish and chips there, and I think they just brought out, like, an entire mackerel breaded. Is that good or bad? Well, it was, the fish itself was good, but it was a large piece of fish. Eyes and, and tail. No, well, they I, they chopped the eyes and the, 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 the head and the tail off, but the piece of fish that they brought out was the size of, like, the challenge steak that you would get at a place. Like, <laughs> okay. we dare you to eat a steak this big. This was, we dare you to eat a fish this big. That's right. Here, here's Bruce the Shark from Jaws. Right. But it was good. It was just a lot. It was way more food than I was expecting. Well, you take it home and have it another time because nothing, nothing stays like fish, Joe. Nothing stays like breaded or fried garbage. Mm. So if I had to do fish math, you had one fish? Right. Okay, one large fish, fish math. But it would be – it was essentially the equivalent of like I'd say five pieces of Long John Silver. Sauce. Okay, that's what I need. I need the conversion table. Right, there you go. 
I need to speak Todd when it comes to fish. Right now, I know. So you had five. So now I know you could do five pieces of fish on Christmas Eve. Right. But we had an agenda coming into the show this week. Oh. Um. Again, I do also just want to say uh, this going out to the folks early. Uh, thank you very much for the feedback through the Patreon. Uh, we're up to ten in a very short amount of time. Um, whoever gave whatever you gave or can give or continue to give is greatly appreciated. Uh, right now, of course, just this is going up early. The old, old, uh, three guys from nowheres are going up. And then, uh, you know, in a year's time, hopefully the other two folks that have the other two shows that I was on get back to me. One is (laughs) plying me with gifts to distract me. The other one is just doing his usual coy, cool calm collective ignoring the emails i send him that could be either one i'll let you guess which is which okay i'm stumped okay that sir is flip a coin right there right uh but uh like i said we got a lot of positive feedback of us talking about the deterioration of our bodies Mm -hmm. falling apart um this week the agenda is kind of asked by todd and kind of just so i can kind of get it out into the ether Mm-hmm. is all my podcast pet peeves. Because I mention them on, on Twitter sometimes, or I'll mention them to Todd in passing in between us recording the shows and so forth. But I'm going to put them out there. Now, I want to I preface this uh, podcast and this list with this. These are in no particular order until we get to, like, the last three. Okay. And the, there are things on this list that we do on this show, and I am aware of it, and I do my best to make a conscious effort to not do it, or make it better, or something. And you'll, you'll see what I mean when I get to them. And after this, uh, I'll do my hardest to make sure I double my efforts mm. to do it more, or stop yeah. it. It's one or the other. Right. Uh, so we're going to start. Uh, with the honorable mention of saying on your podcast, I'll edit that out later or I'll fix it in post. Okay. We say that all the time. And sometimes I do. But there's stuff that I edit out that I don't say I need to edit that out as part of the show. And the I, I'll edit it out and fix it in the post. Eh, it's a crutch. I try not to do it all the time. But there are podcasts that, like, They'll say it six times a show. Okay, now what about like when you're we're joking around and all of a sudden I'll go like you know, and I don't mean it like you know we'll edit that out of the show. Is it? Is it? Do you mean when you legitimately say it or say it as a joke? It, or both bother you? Uh, again, it, it's a it's a funny joke. It's like okay. oh, we said a thing we weren't supposed to say. Oh, don't worry, I'll just edit that out and post, mm-hmm. or I'll fix that in editing, or I'll whatever. I'll edit that out later. And then we don't. It's kind of, that's the joke, right? Mm-hmm. But there, and we do do that from time to time. And that's why I'm saying it's an honorable mention. There are podcasts that do it every episode. Okay. Or they'll do it multiple times an episode. And it's just like an easy crutch of a joke. All right. Uh, so, oh, go ahead. You were going to say. I was going to say, that's, I have nothing else on that one. Okay, animosity with uh, the people on your Twitter or your comments or your Reddit or whatever form of social media interaction that you have 
with your listeners. Like, you'll say something, you'll be unsure of whatever it is, and then you'll be like, oh, we're going to get crucified on Twitter for this one. Okay. Or, don't say stupid things all the time. Or, make a concerted effort not to have such a contentious relationship with your listeners. Or, if what they say bothers you so badly, just ignore what they say. Okay. That one, I guess, just, I don't I don't really think about because uh, I, I don't think we do that one too much. No, and, and again, for, well, okay, and I think I feel safe in saying this person's name on the show. Mm-hmm. There was a time in our comments on the website. Right. There was uh, someone who may have been in the military. Oh, and carried a club? William. Carried a club? A certain uh, type of club? I don't know what you're... Billy. Oh, good lord. Um. So, yes. So, sometimes Captain Billy would be a little contentious with us in the comments. Mm-hmm. And we would just kind of play back to see how far it would go. Mm-hmm. But it was just one guy. It wasn't dozens of people. And I'm sure there were times where we would slyly reference Captain Billy, but we'll kind of get to my feelings on doing that a little bit later on in the list. Okay. Uh, staying on a schedule for your podcast. Um, problems happen. Mishaps come up. But when we're late posting up the show, I freak out. Because in my mind, I feel the main show's out on Wednesday at midnight, After Dark's out Friday at midnight. Right. If I miss those deadlines, I've failed the listeners. Okay. W- with Within reason, right? No. Anything? Anything could, like... Okay, in my mind, to uh... me, and again, we'll get back to that, too. We've set a schedule, and unless there was some sort of grave mishap, like, say, someone having a heart attack, (laughs) or there being no power in the area where we live, and I'm supremely apologetic about it, but I listen to a lot of podcasts, and listen, I listen to them, but there are podcasts that come out like, ah, you know, maybe they'll come out once a month, or maybe they'll come out, like, once every six weeks. Or maybe they'll have, like, three episodes drop in a week. It's just scattershot, right? And when when you're me, who doesn't do your typical, like, iTunes or Reader or whatever it is, I just have a bunch of RSS feeds that I look at, you know, I might miss the show it initially comes out if you're not on schedule. Like, as we're recording this, there's the Wednesday schedule of podcasts. Before I go to bed, I get all those RSS feeds opened up. And when I wake up, I just hit F5, 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 F5 across the board. I download them all, put them on my MP3 player, and I'm good to go. But there are times where those Wednesday shows are late, and it happens. Or there'll be times where the show that was on Monday is now a week late on a Wednesday. And I'm just, it completely throws me off. And I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I'm certainly the only one who obsesses over it this much. Oh, I know, because I hear all about your RSS feeds all uh, feeds all the time. Yes. But isn't it just easier? Is, it, is the RSS feed easier, or are you just a man who's against change? 
<sighs> a little bit of both. Okay. Only because I hear stories of people who use podcatchers, and it's not every podcatcher, but this is some podcatchers, where it won't immediately update to the RSS feed and immediately download the show. Like, there's a show that I listen to that typically comes out Fridays at midnight, right? Okay. And I wake up at 6 o'clock, 6.30 on Friday, and it's ready to go because I have the RSS feed. But then I see people tweeting at the show, oh, it's not in my iTunes, it's not in my this, it's not in my Stitcher, it's not in my this. Well, there was a problem in uploading the feed to the thing. Or, oh, they did an update overnight with the ser- with the upload that we use with that particular pod server. Oh, we're looking into it. We're fixing it, right? Mm-hmm. If you already have the RSS feed, you don't have to worry about this. You're not reliant on the go-between of the person who makes the show, where they're hosting it, and what podcatcher they're uploading it to. Okay. If you just have the RSS feed direct that you get the direct feed you're not you're kind of cutting out like two steps by giving yourself a little tiny bit of extra work but if something happens to itunes if something happens to stitcher if something happens to whatever you're now beholden to that podcatcher to get your podcasts for the day okay i see i kind of want to make fun of you right but on that you know on a different ground like remember when uh, Monday holidays used to affect getting our comics on Wednesday. Yeah, that would throw me off when we'd have to go. I'd have to go on a Thursday, right? And I didn't like it, but I don't know. I still kind of want to make fun of you because right. I feel like this. This there's other ways that are easier, and if they do mess up once in a great while, every everything will be okay, Joe. Mm-hmm. It will eventually be okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, another thing is being distracted by the chat. There's a lot of people these days who record their podcast through, like, Discord or some sort of Google Hangout or something. Remember a while ago in, like, the After Darks, we did an experiment where we're just like, hey, we're going to open up the lines and any of you calls in while we record and we're just going to add them to the call and see what happens. They, yes. And we did it, like, two times and then we stopped doing it because it was a disaster. Right. Oh, so okay, that's something that's multiple people on the line distracted by the chat is like you'll have Discord or you'll have Google Hangouts or whatever it is. So you and the one or the two other people that are doing the podcast are doing the podcast, but then you have a chat window up of all the people that are listening to you live doing the show. Right. And they're making comments that only the people in that chat can see, and now you're having a one-sided conversation with a very small portion of your audience and isolating the rest of your audience who is not in the Discord or whatever chat at the exact moment that you're recording your show. I get what you're saying on that one, but because I don't listen to podcasts, that doesn't affect me. So I have no real questions on this one. Right. And I mentioned briefly, I got like my lines crossed there as having multiple people on the line. If you have a podcast and you have more than three people on your on your phone line, especially if they're or on your on your line and they're not in the same room, it's a disaster. Yep, I hate we, it. We did that. We did that way back when we first started for Supergirl, mm-hmm. and I told you I will never do it again. And I think we did it one more time for like Age of Ultron, but instead of having like nine people on the line, we had like four, and that was too too much i don't remember who was was four for age of ultron 
I think we might have had Kirk, uh, Jason Kirk and Kincannon from Podvocacy and Wrestling on the Edge of Forever on. I don't remember that. Right. But I'll take your word for it. Yes. Uh, wiki readers, where if your podcast is you and someone else and one person reads the Wikipedia page of a subject mm-hmm. and then the other person reacts to the Wikipedia page and you really add nothing to other than you reading a Wikipedia page, I could read that Wikipedia page. Don't waste my time. Do you mean that's your whole podcast? Or yes. doing it... Oh, like, that's what all you do is read Wikipedia pages. Oh, you not being a podcast person, if your podcast is true crime, you automatically get, like, thousands of listeners if you bill it as true crime. Okay. And true crime these days is so tangent, like, is such a loose network of things. Like, your true crime podcast could be about the Hillside Strangler, but it also could be about the last few years of uh, Stanley's life. Or it could also be about the housing crisis because of the crimes that were committed during it. So it's a very wide spectrum, but because you fall under that broad heading of true crime, there's hundreds of people that just download any true crime podcast. What does that have to do with Wikipedia, though? Okay, so what that has to do with Wikipedia is there are a lot of people that know if I do a true crime podcast, I'm going to get a lot of people listening. I don't know a ton about true crime, so I'll just put Hillside Strangler into Wikipedia and I will just read the Wikipedia page to my partner, who I'm doing the podcast with, of the Hillside Strangler, and they'll every now and then say, oh, man, I can't believe that. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, that's this. Okay, because I know, and I'm just going by the comic book show. Occasionally, you know, we've read so many comic books over the years that I'm like, oh, man. And I know we did this a few shows ago where I'm like, I vaguely remember Sandman, the villain, had an outfit that had different features that would do different things to his sand. And then I'm like, I know I know what that was. Going, finding the Wikipedia and reading it to prove that I was right, does that fall into nope. your Wikipedia? You, no. you were lo- you were looking we, it was a discussion you looked up something whether it was on Wikipedia Google or whatever it's not like you our show started that week of I want to talk about this character from Sandman I'm gonna read his Wikipedia page to you Joe and that's the show this week okay using it as a oh this is the information that I found about what I couldn't remember right here and now mm-hmm. okay I'm just curious because I don't know where you know right how some of this stuff works and your uh, mind yes uh Bad audio quality, bad phone connection. The worst. Make your show unlistenable. If you have long stretches of your podcast where one or both sides are robotic, Mm -hmm. and it's it's terrible either way. It's terrible whether the other person acknowledges it, or it's terrible if the other person ignores it and just moves on. Okay. I know... I know that's one of your big pet peeves because anytime we get something about the quality of our audio on the show, you'd go nuts. Right. Not against the person, just about the fact of trying to fix it. Yes. We are a very small podcast in the grand scheme of the sea of podcasts out there. (laughs) There are podcasts out there that make hundreds of thousands of dollars on their monthly nut of whatever it is that they get for being a podcast. And their show sounds like shit. It sounds like garbage. It's slapdash edited. And they do all of, if not 90% of the things on this list. And it's infuriating to me. Okay. 
I don't put a ton of work into making the show sound the way that it does. And it sounds better than, I'd say, 60% of the podcasts that I listen to. Okay. I know we've done a few uh, interviews at cons, and I've seen people show up with the big equalizers and the whole, like, the the, the soundboard and everything. And I remember interviewing a a certain creator, and I'm not going to say who it was, and you're like, I've listened to these guys show, like, you know, while I was wandering around the the con waiting to interview so-and-so, and and they sound like shit. Right. Look at all the equipment they're towing around. Exactly. And we're doing it with, and we're doing it and been told it doesn't sound bad with our handy dandy uh, cell phones. Yep. And I remember one time doing a, I think it was an interview with whoever wrote for talk shows, but also did Quantum and Woody. James Uh, Asmus? James Asmus. And I was doing an interview with him. Oh, no, Daniel Kibblesmith is the one that the interview was by yourself. It was, yes, the Kibblesmith. And he looked at me when I held up my phone and he was like, kind of like, kind of gave me that look like, are you serious? And I'm like, it sounds way better than a lot of this garbage out there, buddy. Yep. I doubt, and it, I, maybe Daniel Kibblesmith does, but, and I know, you know what? Actually, if you remember when we interviewed Gail Simone, she actually listened to the show that we did uh, the interview with her on. Yes, she did. Right. I think she's probably the outlier who does that. I don't think most people who are guests on podcasts go back and listen to themselves on the podcast. Well, you don't, right? When you're on somebody's no, podcast. No, I don't. So I, I wonder if we're like, if that's one of the few, th- I like I've done other people's podcasts, haven't done many, but I would never go and listen to it again. Right. So I'm wondering if that's one of the things, one of the few things that both of us do that, that is normal. Other people do. So. Right. I, I, I think it's more so that that person, not you or me, is probably a very busy person, has a lot on their plate, and don't have time to go back to listen to the five or six or seven interviews they may have done at that convention. Right. Now, maybe before they agree to a show, they might go and listen to an episode of the show to make sure it's not like some sort of like pro-Nazi podcast or something. Right, right. Or maybe sometimes like someone like Gail, who's gotten a lot of flack in the industry from people. Right. Listen to us to make sure we didn't pull any fast moves with like editing or anything. Yes. And I believe like, you know, that's happened. I've, I've in, in like, like seen in, in written interviews, some people who are like, I'll never do another podcast because the last one I did, they took everything out of context and you know what I mean? Like clipped it the way they want so i look like i'm i'm bitching about something and i'm not you know now whether they're lying or not i don't know so yes but now this one goes uh together it's terrible editing specifically of ad reads Mm. if you are not doing the live read for your ad like our ad that we do in the main show is right in the middle where we go like hey go check out the website we've added in the patreon stuff Go click on the store. Go click the the T public thing. Go uh, check the Amazon thing. Right? Mm-hmm. It's live. It's part of the show. It happens in the same spot all the time. We could very easily record that and just drop that in all the time. Right? Right. Because more or less the same verbiage all the time. I'm not reading from a script, but I've done it some. You know, I've done it every day, or you know, once a week. Sometimes least... more than once a week for the last five years. I kind yep. of have it down pat. Yep. But there are podcasts that go and drop it in, and that's great. That's fine. 
saves you a couple a couple minutes or whatever it is. But if you're doing that and you're recording that to drop it in and you screw up, you could stop the stop the recording, record it again and put a good version in there, not where you're stumbling over your words, not where you screw up, not where you give the wrong code and correct yourself and you sound like an idiot. Right. So you're saying if you're going to record it, you have all the takes in the world to get it right. Yes. If it's not live. So why are you dicking around and putting shoddy workmanship in it? Another one is uh, Chris Jericho does a podcast. The uh, the roller coaster operator from one of the Sharknado movies? Yes. Okay. Not the bloated cocaine corpse that <laughs> currently wrestles in Japan. They're two different people. So he does a podcast and he'll be doing the interview with someone. And then you will, like, you won't hear, like, a like a noise of the edit, but you will hear a drastic change in the audio quality, right? Mm-hmm. And he'll be, like, say he's interviewing you about your love of Alice Cooper or whatever else it is, and you, you finish uh, saying, like, oh, and then I got a chance to go on the tour bus. we cut back to Jericho. That's great, Todd. I can't wait to hear about you going on the tour bus and meeting Alice Cooper. But, you know, I bet you when you went on that tour bus with Alice Cooper, he probably had a cat litter box in there. And if he had this special cat litter, there would be no clumps in his thing, right? And then we go back to the interview, and it's a completely different audio quality. He tries to seamlessly weave the ads in as though it was part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. But the audio quality dips, no fooling, from like an 8 to like a three. <laughs> so it's like a shock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You you feel it before it like you you feel it before you hear it. Right. That's I, just lazy. And and I'm not sure what kind of uh kitty litter Alice used, but I I it smelled great on his tour bus. Right. Now this is another one that's gonna be touchy. And we could have just did a whole episode about this. <laughs> okay. Inside jokes or stories or references. Okay. As mentioned, we've been doing the main show for five years. We've been doing this show for a little bit less that time. We do this. We make inside jokes. We make references to stuff. But I feel as though we do it in a way consciously that we're giving you enough information that you may not know the whole story, but you know enough of the story not to take you out of whatever we were doing. Okay. We mentioned earlier on this about fish math. <laughs> fish math Fish math on the show is an inside joke. It's a reference. It's shorthand, right? Right. If somebody just tunes into the show, they don't know what fish math is. But when we mentioned fish math earlier, we also mentioned Long John Silvers, that we had to put it into relation of conversion of Long John Silvers. That's just enough information to give that person something to grasp onto that fish math reference to know why it's funny. I think I even said, now I know how much fish you can eat on Christmas Eve. There you go. Right. Seamlessly worked in. It's an inside joke. We give just enough information that the person listening for the first time or the 454th time, they're not lost. See, and I don't listen to podcasts. I know we do it sometimes on the show. And I'm like, yeah, and you explained it to me because, you know, I have no blah, 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 like about it in podcasts. I was like, okay, that makes sense. I get it because I wouldn't want to be lost either. But I think there's something to be said. Like, you don't, 
like if you don't do it a lot, you could just s- slip one in and move along because it's kind of like your longtime listeners will get it and somebody won't. And if it's one out of an hour and 15 minute show, I think you're fine as long as you're not, you know, rapid fire machine gunning them throughout your episode. Right. But there's a lot of that that goes on in podcasts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now, so this one is chewing or mouth noises. Right. You would be surprised, Todd, how many podcasts are just people chewing directly into the microphone while the other person is talking. Or while the other person is talking, you're getting like, like lip smacking into the microphone. Mm-hmm. You know, just all sorts of weird noises and things like that. And yes, there's been times where I've made noises, not the mouth noises, but I'm playing with a pen or I'm doing something on the desk and I do my best not to do that anymore. Or I have things that won't make noise, but even still, I try to cut that sort of thing out. Mouth noises chewing directly to the microphone when other people are listening is disgusting. Okay. I don't know if I do that one. You don't, but it's high on the list. Okay. I know Frank from It's Always Sunny likes to eat peanuts while he's doing podcasts. Right. I want to try that sometime. That's fine. I would listen to Frank eat peanuts while doing a podcast. I would listen Mm -hmm. to Frank Reynolds' podcast. Right. So these next couple we're gonna we're gonna get into, and this has been a longer episode, but again we got into it. It's it's here where we are. Uh, personal negativity. Now, Todd, you and I are not the most high on ourselves people in the entire world. I'm just I'm just slopping over with confidence, <laughs> right? But I could turn that off for two to three hours a week when I'm doing the podcast and not make it be about whatever my personal negative feelings are about myself. Mm-hmm. If you start ragging on yourself about what a loser you are, or how stupid you are, or how dumb you are, or whatever it is, if you think that, then why the hell would I listen to you? Now, you're talking about a, a stream of consciousness for a while doing that? Because I know, like, you know, some of the best comedians have some self-deprecating humor, you know? And that's fine. Self-deprecating humor is different than, oh, I'm just a dumb piece of shit. Right. Or it's like, <laughs> oh, it's like, uh, I don't know why anyone would listen to this dumb show. Okay. Or, oh, this show's so stupid. I don't even know why we bother doing it anymore. Mm. And I mentioned this to Adam the other day for A Todd's with Wrestling when he does that sort of shit about the podcast, where it's like, I'm stupid on the podcast. And I'm like, don't say you're stupid on the podcast. I don't want to listen to someone who's stupid on a podcast. I don't want to do a podcast with someone who willingly says I'm stupid on this podcast. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. But that's me. That's my personal thing. When I hear people being negative about themselves and how bad the show that they are, they're doing is and how bad they are at hosts, how bad they are at moving the show along or whatever it is, eventually I'm going to agree with you. And eventually I'm going to stop listening to the show because you convinced me that you're bad at your job. So now I have a question on this. Yes. Is is it self-deprecating humor about the show you mean all the time? Because I know there'll be times, and I'm just using stuff that I do because I can't remember stuff that you do, where I'll be like, I'll be telling a story and I'm like, and I know it's coming and I'll be like, Joe, you know how crazy I am. Like in, in my head and how I am. Like, and I'll say something like that, but I'm trying to convey, you know, that I'm self-aware that right. I'm crazy at times. And that's again, okay. That's different than 
you trying to tell a story and just going, oh, I'm fucking terrible at this. I don't even know why I bother doing this. God damn it, you know? Okay. But that's not a joke. A sto- that's telling you just story- shitting on yourself because you can't get the words out at that exact moment or whatever it I is. I got you. And I'm t- sometimes that'll happen to me. I My brain, as I'm getting older, just like just like fumbles over itself. Right. But, and you uh, get through it, and you don't shit all over yourself while we're recording. You wait till we're done recording to do it. God, if you had any of those off mic melt Todd meltdowns on right. tape, that'd be fantastic. I don't. Uh, but yeah, okay. I'm just trying to figure stuff out, you know. So these next three are the big ones, right? Uh, you can kind of flip them in any order, uh, and you know what they are for the most part, Todd. Have I told this story on the podcast before? I love doing that now. Right. And you do it because you know it pisses me off. Right. Knowing full well that I'm going to tell the story, though. Right. Now, if if you just if something happened on the podcast that reminds you of an inter- a story interesting enough that you want to speak it into a microphone for hundreds, maybe thousands of other people to hear, and then you stop yourself and say, have I told this before in the podcast? Tell it again, unless you just told it five minutes ago. The uh, The caveat to this one is, is when it's the host of the podcast, or the other person on the podcast, and one person says, have I told this story before? And it gives no information about the story. And then the other person on the podcast says, yeah, you have. Don't worry about it now, or gets them not to tell the story. So it's like, hey, let's, hey, uh, hey partner on the podcast i might have something interesting no you don't moving on okay oh i want to know what that story was and if you have told on the podcast before it's probably interesting it's probably funny and if it's the if it's the shitty story if it's a story and you told if it's a story that you told that was shitty in the past then you can interrupt and go yeah i know that story you told that story it's terrible right oh yeah, no, I get what you're saying. See? Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was going to save that one for last. But you, oh, I'm sorry. Did you, I trip? Uh, did I take it out of order on you? you? You moved something else to be the last one. Yeah, no. So you have someone on the podcast. They're going over a news story. They're talking about a review of a comic book. And you agree with them. Or maybe you don't agree with them. Or maybe you want to add something to the story. And you start what you're going to say to them by saying, yeah, no. What are you saying? Yes, I agree with you. No, I don't agree with you. Here's another thing that I'm going to say. Maybe it, you know, maybe it lines up with what you're saying. Or maybe it's going to start as a conversation. But when you say, yeah, no, at the beginning of whatever you're about to say, I I just, I get so infuriated. And everyone does it. It's a vocal tick of everyone who does a podcast. See, I look at it as other than me doing it just to get a rise out of you. Right. Sometimes saying like it, it means, it means like, yeah, all that. I disagree. And here's why. Okay. But, you know, like that one doesn't bother me like one iota. More times than not on the number of podcasts that I listen to. When someone tells, like, whatever information they relay, and then the other person on the podcast says, yeah, no, invariably, what they're about to say agrees with the other person just said. Okay. What if it disagrees? Then does it still bother you? 
Um, my initial reaction to hearing "yeah, no" is anger. But then, <laughs> if you actually bring up a salient point to contradict what the other person is saying or to start a discussion, then the anger is quelled. Okay. Just just making sure because I want to make sure all that like how all that works because mm-hmm. now because that's the way I look at it. Sometimes I've done that not just on the show with other people. I'm like, yeah. Uh, no, I, this is the way I look at it. You know what I mean? Like you're telling me I'm agree- I'm agreeing that you, you know, that angers you or whatever. So it looks different. And then, you know, me personally, I think it's not so bad sometimes. Uh, thank you for setting me up. <laughs> me personally is the newest, hottest pet peeve. It used to be me personally and to me together as one. But right. I've been noticing more and more in my real life. Everyone in the real world says, to me when they're about to give their opinion on something mm-hmm. no shit you mean the thing that you're going to tell me about what you want to tell me about this thing that you feel to me is the way that you feel on that shit i thought you were a ventriloquist and somebody else's words were coming out of your goddamn mouth no really? shit to me i feel that way but to be fair and to play devil's advocate if you're discussing the royal you and then it's my turn to talk. Hmm. I want to represent that what I'm going to say is like if the people out there are this and they think this and, you know, they jump to conclusions on this subject. And then the next thing is, OK, we're not talking about the, the royal you anymore. We're talking about what I think personally. OK, I think there's a better one again. I, I, to me, I'm I'm letting the ship go on that one, but it still bothers me. But I'm letting the ship go on it, right? Because so many people in the real world, non-podcast world, say it all the time. And I get you; it's a vocal tick. People do it. I do it all the time, and I I get infuriated when I say it. I just feel there's a better way to say that, mm-hmm. like saying I feel there's a better way to say that instead of saying to me there's a better way to say that. Okay. There's a way to mix up your vocal ticks and cues so that you don't sound like an idiot or sound repetitive. Gosh, see, now, now that I know all these, Joe, and not just not just because I can give you a gentle ribbing. Right. Uh, these are going to be in my head. Right. And, and now I'm going to try and change things up for the next hour of recording the main show. Perfect. And then forget it completely. All right. We'll we'll go over the list every week if we have to. Oh, good. That's what I want. I want the show to be your pet peeves every week. All right. But, but the, the same pet peeves. I, I, I didn't really fi- finish on the me personally. Right. Oh, go ahead. Because, of course, the me personally, no shit, it's you. But typically when people say me personally, they say it like this. Me personally? Oh. Where they, like, have this, like, vocal thing that they do. Where they change personally, which is a big word already, to add like three extra syllables to it. Mm-hmm. And it's every goddamn podcast I listen to. Me personally? Yes. I didn't like that episode where so and so said that to someone. I can understand why you would like it, but me personally, I was offended. Oh, shut up! <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, let me see. I just got. I'm just jotting a few things down. I could send you the list. 
Okay. Oh, I'm shocked that you have the list in probably in triplicate somewhere. It's not in triplicate. It's only in well, it probably is in triplicate because it's in a word document here. It's in a word document at work. It's in an email at work, and it's an email here. So it's in quadruplicate. But I, was, I hope I was hoping it was in a singlet. No, those don't really hide what I'm bringing to the table very well. <laughs> Are you making fun of yourself? Oh, I hate that, Joe. Well, no, I'm painting a picture. <laughs> Of the ridiculousness of what I would look like wearing a singlet. Oh, I think you would look great in the Andre the Giant singlet. I would, only if I was wearing the back brace that he was, that was holding in his mammoth girth, and uh, also assisting him in his ability to walk in his later later years. Gotcha. I want the the special Triple H outfit. (laughs) <laughs> Not the S and M one, the uh, the Cyclonov one. The the ones where he cycled off steroids. And that was the one time he ever wore those things because he was all bloated and fat. Yes, that's the one I want. That's that's the that's the Mattel Elite figure I want of Triple H, <laughs> bloated coming off the gas Triple H. Well, you can ask Becky next time she's as she says it sailing. You know, like uh, <laughs> it's not yard sailing. She's gone sailing. Well, when you initially said that, to bring it all back around at the beginning of the show, I'm surprised you don't sing, I'm yard sailing, sailing away, ever. <laughs> See, I don't know now with Patreon, because we're making money, like, oh, how many bars of a song I get before it's copyright infringement. I, we sing enough out of out of tune that they couldn't match up the tune, like, whatever that robot is on those sites that finds those things, because they're searching for, like, a certain series of notes together. They're not looking for words together. Words. Right. I could just say the lyrics to a thing out of tune. They're not going to pick that up. It's the tune that they're looking for. Ah, okay. See, I didn't know that. I don't know how the tune thing works. Yeah. And that's the name of that tune, Jack. The only tune I know is the spit tune. There you go. So I think we did a big show here. We still have another show to do, Todd. That's right. And you have to get it all done by midnight. Oh, my goodness. Well, the main show will be up by midnight. Uh, The other show might be a little bit after midnight with the Patreon. But I gave myself with the Patreon that I said that it would be up before most people leave for work on a Wednesday. Which is before I leave for work on a Wednesday. So it does give me some time. It's only been three weeks that we've been doing it, so I haven't missed the deadline yet. That's right. Schedule, Joe. Got to keep it on schedule. Keep it on that schedule, man. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Longbox Heroes After Dark, number 239. Uh, Longboxheroes.com. Go sign up for the Patreon. Get this a couple days early. And, uh, you know, help us out. Click the Amazon link. Store button, tea public shirts, that sort of thing. And uh, we'll see y'all here next week.